hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row. I am Jenna and I'm here today with Veronica. Hello. We missed our 100th episode. Yeah, we can also... Which Dan and Carla recorded. <laughs> Yay. I was on vacation. I can, you know, as Jenna knows, because she saw me, I was in New York. And it wasn't until like today that I remembered we have uh, a, we had a Discord chat going on about when we were going to record that. And it kept being like, yeah, that Wednesday when I was on van, I was oh, I completely forgot. So my apologies, everyone. You can blame <laughs> me. It's my fault. It's your fault. No, I mean, it's it's hard. I think like people might not know or or care, but I'm going to tell you anyhow, is that all of all four of us that run the site all live in completely different places and in different time zones. So it gets hard to do these group chats, but we like it. We're, we had some stuff in mind, so we might we might do a belated hundredth episode, but gee whiz, a hundred episodes of notes from the back row. What Ooh. a great podcast. I hope that you listened to our last episode, which was the cream of the crud in breaking training is the name of it. That was technically our hundredth episode. <laughs> cool. And then, uh, you know, check out back row.com. You know, we've been pretty quiet this summer and uh, that's on us, but um, we're, we're, we're still going, we're still checking away. And, and you know what, even better, our Patreon we are going to have a bunch of brand new swag at the end of this year, which is one of our famous Patreon subscriber perks. So check that out. If you want to get some really, really cool swag, we had amazing. I'm saying amazing because I made them evil dead <laughs> keychains last year. This year we got some really great keychains. Carlo's going to but design the keychain. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> No, they're, they're really fun. I'm like really excited for Carlo's keychain. And uh, and yeah, we're going to, of course, have other fun things that um, come with whatever tier you subscribe to. So just FYI, you might want that. Yeah. Remember when Carlo that. only had a corner and now <laughs> now he's got keychains, cream of the cruds, like the main podcast. <laughs> I know. And, and he's got Dan. Right. Right. Yeah. He brought Dan on. You did bring Dan on. Now he keeps him in a little cage. Lets <laughs> him out speaking of. <laughs> yeah, speaking of. So here's the theme for today is the movie Barbarian. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Which just came out, directed by Zach Krieger. Krieger? That's how I've been saying it. So, But Krieger is also a character on Archer, so it's fast for me to just be like, Krieger, his last name is Krieger. Zach, if you want to let us know that we're saying <laughs> yes, it wrong, Zach, please. <laughs> we'll, we'll pronounce your name correctly if you want us to. 
But I saw this movie strictly because of your influence. When you were here in New York and we were hanging out, you were talking about how you wanted to go see this movie because of Bill Skarsgård, or as you called him, Little Billy. Little Billy Skarsgård. And he will be referred to, (laughs) William Skarsgård will be referred to as Little Billy through this entire thing. Because if you are a full-grown man with a creepy little doll face, you don't, that's what you get called. It's perfect. I feel like I should put two disclaimers before, you know, we really get into it. Uh, Number one is that I really did like this movie. We're going to talk a lot of critical stuff about it. Um, But uh, bottom line is I did like it. I was engaged through the entire thing. And number two is that I love little Billy and I love his weird little doll face. (laughs) And actually what in, in the movie, I mean, I assume we're doing spoilers here, right? Yeah, big time. So this is your spoiler warning. Yeah. This movie is still in theaters. We're talking about it. Uh, If you're listening to it on the time that we release this, if not, then you probably saw it already. Right. Yeah, I don't know why you would listen to this unless you wanted it spoiled. But when it's still kind of set up, like he's still under suspicion, you know, where you're like, okay, is he is he going to be whatever's scary in this movie? That was for a number of reasons was the most effective part of the movie for me because I was like, I would get trapped. I would be, you know, I'd be like, yeah, 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 open that wine, little Billy. Let's hang out. It's a rainy night. Let's cuddle up on the couch and talk. You know, (laughs) I wouldn't have been as, uh, I don't want to say resistant as Tessa or, you know, hesitant as Tessa was. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, you're cute. Um, So, yeah, I would die in not even horror movies. In, like, most life situations, I would die as a woman. I feel like I'm way too much of a sucker for a cute face. Especially at the hands of Lil Billy. Lil Billy. Oh, my God. That stupid little doll face. His hair looked great. Oh, I was so into it. He was with well, that shirt looked so good on him. Yeah. He did look good. You know, I, I like you. You made me laugh by calling him Lil Billy. And then I was like, <laughs> actually, I need to see. I like something fell through. I was like, I got time. I'm going to see Barbarian. And I'm kind of with you. I was also very charmed by him. He was creepy. That whole scenario was creepy. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll also just say. So here's my thing with this movie. I enjoy this movie. I had fun. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll compare notes on whether on how much you you enjoyed it. I know that a lot of like um, reviews are very, very good. A lot of my letterbox friends uh, are like four starring this. But um, I my thing is that I thought this was a totally enjoyable movie and it had all of these like really good hints of things that that could have been really fun and i don't think this movie fully understands its own subtext like mm-hmm. i don't think that it it like it, it it likes to invoke and it doesn't like to follow through and i think it's not following through because i don't think it understands <laughs> and i actually i think you and i in many ways uh agree kind of across the board on this movie and is something i saw this yesterday and i texted jenna right after i saw it so it it gets set up like a thriller and turns into a creature feature. And once the creature feature starts, for me, it was much less scary because the thriller I thought was going to be being a woman locked in a cage in a basement. And that is, that happens more (laughs) more than we want to admit. Uh, It's, you know, as Titus says on uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, what is up society? Like, you know, he, this this is kind of something we hear about I, more more than you would think. 
Um, so in that regard, you know, that's that's a really terrifying real thing that happens. That's where I thought this was going. Then it turns into a creature feature. And for me, you know, that I still liked it, but definitely was like, oh, I'm not really that scared anymore. Uh, and one of what I said to Jenna when I texted her was, it, it makes me laugh that for, a, you know, a man making a horror movie, it being trapped, locked in a basement at, at the hands of some someone else isn't scary. There has to be a monster, like question right. mark, I guess, you know, where instead of just... I was, I had said this to you too yesterday where it's like, I was kind of having trouble in the beginning where I was like, oh my God, claustrophobia is a big thing for me. Trapped, being trapped is a big thing for me. Um, not even small spaces alone. Be Not being able to get out of small spaces. Like that is just very, very upsetting, very horrifying to me. So in the beginning, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. I was having a real fragile day. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, what did, why did I do this? I got two stone before I came in. And then once it started to turn into this, you know, there's, uh, there's this kind of deformed woman that's an offspring of incest and blah, 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 living in this underground tunnel and then that's where I sort of it fell apart a little as far as like scariness I still enjoyed it I still liked watching it I also kind of knew I was going to be a little uh, underwhelmed by however they wrapped it up once we got to that point you know where I was like okay <laughs> this is probably not gonna have like the most impactful ending I will also say, and this might be a little bit of a like a hard left turn if we're just as far as conversation goes, but Justin Long plays a character who is a rapist. He is that's how his storyline kicks off is that he's like a producer in Hollywood. He basically uh, the story is breaking that he raped someone who was working on a pilot of his, uh, and he's going like, well, I, I persuaded her, you know, but it was, you know me, I'm a, I'm a persuasive guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but so he, she said no, and then he was persistent. Right, he said, yeah. Really he like, persistent. Exactly what he says to his friend, that he's a persistent motherfucker. Uh, and then he encounters this decrepit old man in the tunnels who has, that's, you know, he was kidnapping women, keeping them in the basement and raping them and having children with them and then having sex with the children. Um, or, you know, maybe he waited till they were adults, but you know, either way. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, great, guy. <laughs> great. Gold star. Uh, <laughs> but so Justin Long encountering this and seeing like the tapes this guy made looks at him and it's like, Oh, you're a monster. You're and like, I didn't like that. He got this moment of vindication where, you know, I wish that had been Billy Skarsgård. I, like, little Billy looking at a tape and being like, oh, man, but I'm like a nice dude. And, you know, he, this guy who already doesn't think he's a rapist seeing a, a monster of a person, an over-the-top version of what a rapist is. Uh, you know, for me, I kind of like that's that didn't sit great with me just because I was like, shut up. <laughs> like, right. It's all you're all part of the same uh, and I think also my natural love for Justin Long, kind of like even when he's kind of going through rationalizing or not rationalizing or trying to figure out if he's a good person or am I just a good person who did a bad thing, blah, blah, blah. I think he's a really good actor. I think he has a lot of emotion in his eyes. Unfortunately, for you know playing this sleazy character, it it makes it 
like more forgivable because he's someone who plays sad and hangdog better, you know, right. uh, if they they had someone who was just an irredeemable asshole, you know, I don't, I don't know if that would have bothered me as much, but that might've been more interesting too. Actually. I, li- I really liked uh, Justin Long in this. I thought he did a great job, but, and he was funny and, and yeah. engaging and, and like totally got across the sleaze ball. Like I think he did a good job as an actor, but I'm with you. Like it actually would have been more interesting had he been like a real total jock dick, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then we would end up being slightly on his side as like the lesser of evils when he's encountering like, you know, Satan or whatever. Yeah, like a straight up monster in human form. Yeah, it would have been interesting for us to actually realize like, oh, actually, I kind of want to side with the dick on this one. <laughs> right. Instead, that scene just kind of made me angry because I was like, hold yeah. on a minute, though. Hold on. It's it's a whole big ball of wax and you're part of it. Like, yeah, cool. Well, you're not trapping women in a basement, but. <laughs> like... Right. So so here's the thing. OK, you, you said like a bunch of shit that I totally agree with. And I also want to like unpack, but I also want to sure. just bring up. So like here's the thing about this movie to me and and like I just want to start from like the beginning like I want to like round up all of these loose threads that we're talking about because I think there's like a really interesting movie that as you said gets backed away from in the second half and I don't get it and clearly people like this movie and I think that they like the fact that oh it's just a horror movie it's just weird and silly uh, you know or scary or whatever right like and yeah, that's people fine. call it fun. A lot of there's been a lot of like fun, yeah. fun. See it in a packed theater. Uh, you know, it is fun. You know, like it is fun. I, I, and I'm with you too. The first half of this movie, I was like semi squirming in my seat because I am a wuss, and I say this every single time. Like I will jump out of my seat for like a jump scare. It just scares me every goddamn time. It's sure, she watches crazy stuff though, so I don't know. I don't really <laughs> see the wuss thing just because you get scared. You watch a I, lot of crazy movies. I can watch the like serial killer stuff much easier than I can watch like ghosts or like sure. somebody walking into a basement scares a shit. Oh, forget like, it. Forget the it. The dark, that's horrifying. Ugh. But so here's my thing. Okay, to begin with, <laughs> I really liked that this was a movie about how post-apocalyptic Detroit feels. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Even though I guess they, they shot this mostly in like Eastern Europe somewhere, but like Detroit, like when I, I, like I went to college in Michigan and Detroit totally looked like that in the early 2000s or like, you know, you see videos of it in the, in the 90s. And uh, and I, I love that. And I'm like, man, right. I wish that this movie had mined that a little bit more. It kind of does. It kind of gets there, you know, that yeah. we get outside the house in the end, but. I, right. I, you know, that that was a, that's a really cool, and it's also, again, it's this great way to feel trapped, you know, and right. also to have this one house that looks totally renovated. And the is, rest that's are real. Like falling apart. That's totally real. Like you can go to Detroit today and you will see that. Right. <laughs> so I love, I love that. Like there's a, there's a cool thing about like gentrification here. Then you have this Airbnb wrinkle. Now mm. I am, I have a lot of opinions about Airbnb that don't need to be expressed right here. (laughs) But I do think that there is, there is always this moment and I don't know about you, but when I've used Lyft or, you know, any sort of rideshare thing, you just realize, Oh, I'm hitchhiking. Yeah, sure. I'm hitchhiking with with like a receipt. Right. Yeah. With a little bit more of a, a, you know, a protocol if something goes wrong, but like, mm. <laughs> 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 but if they decide to kill you, what good is protocol? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a, that's another thing where, I mean, there's so many crimes with 
you know, Uber and Lyft and even Airbnb too. It's like, so, so to already be like, okay, I'm just going to somebody's house that I'm renting and it's all meant to be fine and perfect. And then to show up and have somebody there. Right. That's already horrifying. Right. But <laughs> now, he looks like little Billy Skarsgård, so it's okay. I know. So then there's another wrinkle. It's like, to, as you said, is that he's kind of charming. I mean, he looks like creepy. <laughs> and yet at the same time, I I think That's that I his also. Appeal. <laughs> that is his appeal fully. Like, yes, on my own. But also, like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation either. And I think that you know, I might have gone into the house. I probably would have slept on the couch, but then his whole stuff, the, all of his overtures about like, Oh, I'm too much of a man to allow you to do that. Young right. Man. Just the way I was raised, just the way I was raised. That stuff's creepy too. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of why I thought they were setting him up to be the problem or, you know, totally the, the, the bad guy, so to speak. Cause I was like, Oh, this is too much. And then I, so I thought I didn't know where this movie was going. I had gone into it as blind as I could. You know, I had seen the trailers. That's what's but, recommended, yes. Right, yeah, and I that's what I like anyway, just because otherwise I'll start. I would rather I would rather be figuring stuff out or, like, coming to a conclusion myself and being right. I, that's kind of, like, satisfying to me. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, well, I read about it on the internet. Right. Uh, so I couldn't tell where this was going I did kind of keep but I was like oh this guy's got to be the bad guy I thought it was going to be a whole thing about like him doing something forcing her into something and being like I was so nice to you I thought like I thought it was going to be a nice guy yeah and that would have been so good yeah that would have been so freaking good and like as you said it's set up and it's clearly that's on purpose I mean there's nothing that was a mistake here right um, right as far as as us being suspicious of him and, and, you know, again, there's I think there's like there's such a great horror movie to be mined in that, though. And like, you know, just being a woman doing something really normal with a guy who's going out of his way to be friendly and not knowing if if this is going to end in murder right. is like that's like a day to day reality for every single woman that I know. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not spending I'm not like afraid of men, but at the same time, like if I was alone with a woman in an Airbnb that I've never met versus a total stranger guy, I mean, like there's a way different vibe. I would still be suspicious of the woman. Right. But probably not for murder, probably more for like stealing or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, you could still be sketchy, but you're probably not going to rape me. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, and so for him, like I was, I was suspecting maybe he's part of this like cult or something right. where, you know, or that he owns this house and he's pretending and all this stuff. So, you know, and that was cool. And that, and there is like, again, like there's something cool about his character too, where he is this like, you know, he's nice, but for a very clear motive, you know, like, you know, right. that he's interested in her. It's very obvious. So all of his niceness suddenly is, is performance. Right. And that's what it is. I mean, that's what dating is. Yeah, but that's, like, you know, you're kind of hitting on a gender dynamic where he probably, I mean, I think if a man came to the door, I think he still would have been polite once the situation had unfolded. But I also think he might have been more hesitant to open the door. Even men, you know, kind of go like, oh, that's, oh yeah. that's a man. I can't let him in, you know, and. I, what made me not even laugh, but why, when I really was like, oh, this dude's part of it, is that when she finds the room, this is before they even know there's this big, long underground tunnel, she just finds the room with a 
bloody mattress and a video camera and a bucket and with a hand bloody handprint on the wall she goes upstairs freaking out and he's talking to her and he kind of goes like lots of houses have weird rooms and blah and i was like maybe i know too many dudes from new york or maybe i just like hang out with a more uh wary group of men but most of the men i know if i was like there's a room downstairs with a bloody mattress and a video camera. <laughs> They'd be like, ew, can we get out of here? Like, I don't want to be in this house anymore. I'm freaked out. Like, I don't know anybody, anybody, male or female, in my life who would be like, you know, that just kind of happens. Like, everybody would be like, let's leave. Let's, I, I even with that, I was like, after the movie, I was kind of like, they should have had him, or I guess that's part of it, is like, you're still suspicious of him. I was like, it would have been more realistic to me if he was like, I'm just going to go and get pictures of it because the cops aren't going to believe us. You know, yeah, let me just go down there and yeah. get get photos. So I was like, why? If you're so nonchalant about this later, being like, he's so nonchalant about this and he wasn't part of this. He was just an innocent, you know, victim. He gets killed. Uh, which is so sad. But it... R.I.P. Right. R.I.P. Little Billy. Um, so it is... It is just kind of funny to me that that whole chunk of dialogue, and I was kind of like, oh, we're not supposed to be suspicious of you anymore? Like, because now I just think you're an idiot. You've been living in Detroit and you don't have like, you know, your, what is it, hackles up a little, you know? Yeah. You don't have your head on a swivel. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, on one hand, though, like, I think Justin Long's reaction was perfect. Right. Right. (laughs) As this like creepy house owner, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh man, this is an extra room. Yeah, square footage. <laughs> that was a, that was amazing. I like that also felt real for his character. And I do think that there is like a degree of like type of guy that is trying to, you know, show off a bit, which is kind of what I I but you know, obviously Scarsgar's reaction as you said was to make it was to fake everyone out. But right. then I it, like it kind of worked. Like the only thing I didn't get was him like going even further all the way down yeah you know the tunnel yeah no versus like georgina campbell like you know t- the test that you know our main character all of her reactions to everything i thought were like per i thought she was also amazing yeah <laughs> like all the the three uh you know main actors in this are really really great and i think that this movie is kind of nothing without having such like three engaging people to really carry you through it and all of her reactions felt so real like if i was stuck in a basement i would be freaking out sure <laughs> I don't know that I would, I would never would have made it as far as she did down that hallway. Like at all, like I never would have done it. Yeah. That was, that was kind of maybe the one thing, especially after I'd been like locked in somewhere. I think if I just found a room in a basement, I might start poking around. But if I was already locked in a basement, it would be in my head that like, if you go any further, (laughs) <laughs> you are you kidding me you're gonna go further into this basement and you're trapped in like how do you how do you expect to even get out of here let alone this secret passageway yeah uh, no way no yeah. way in hell I re- like w- when I first met my my boyfriend he used to have this like ba- fin- half finished basement where he sat on his computer and like right next to where he was sitting would is this like also like a dark passageway <laughs> <laughs> and again this like half finished basement and I was like, does that not freak you out? He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> you're really? just like killed in like right here. 
anyhow, but so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, so some of this stuff, like, you know, being like the way that the movie leads you into fake out, I think was, was great. And that was really the, that's the fun part of all of this. Like it got me nervous as hell. And by the time we get that glimpse of the basement and we realize like something not good is going to happen. Right. And that Skarsgård is little Billy. Sorry. Is not <laughs> Who? <in> on it. <laughs> that's when it's like, great, a great movie. And then we get this break with Justin Long. And now we're back to what you were talking about, which is that, you know, why, why even introduce this idea that he's a rapist and he's going to get me too'd or whatever. What is it like? Who cares? Yeah. Especially since it didn't, you know, it, like you said, the subtext, it's like, it doesn't understand its own subtext. Um, and I had wondered after I saw this movie if the initial idea that uh, Krieger had come up with was like, I want to do a movie where a guy is kidnapping women and keeping them in cages in a basement. And someone had been like, oh, yeah, you can't do it. Like, you can't. Nobody's going to watch it. Everybody's going to hate it. Mm. It's going to be called misogynistic. Um, so he wanted to to kind of tie that into it. But I agree with you that, like, I don't necessarily think it took anything away from it. I just don't – I again, it's like, well, we, we encounter this a lot with male filmmakers where you want to be like, mm, I don't think you understand why something is scary or yeah. why, you know. Even I had said this – I've said this uh, probably when I was talking about Irreversible or, you know, that – rape gets used a lot as a plot point or this or that and a lot of times the rapist is a snarling evil stranger monster out you know and it's like well actually what's scary about it is that a lot of times it's someone you know or it's someone you're you is in your periphery someone who's seen you before so the fact that like you're always sort of seen as lesser than even by someone who might claim to love you or care about you or, you know, you, even, even in this, I have a friend who I'm trying not to blow up his spot. I won't say his name, but like he, he kind of stalked someone. And when he was telling me about it, cause he got mad at, he was driving past her house all the time and kind of like followed her home. He knew they were friends. He knew where he worked with her and he like drove past her house one time and she was outside hugging her boyfriend and he got pissed off. He like called me all pissed off. And I was like, what? And when I'm yelling at him, but like, you know, wait a minute, what were you doing? And he goes like, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. And I was like, well, you see, even here in someone who I consider intelligent and enlightened and someone who tends to be on the side of women, he, they still have this, this mantra in their head of like, I couldn't help it. I had to do it. You know, and so we give so much leeway to men in that regard. We give so much leeway in that, like, they can't control themselves. They can't help this. They can't help that. And we have to be on the defensive because they can't help it. That is what's scary as a woman. Not that you're going to step outside and everybody's going to rape you. Everybody's thinking about it, everybody. But just that, like, that, that possibility's there. And it's probably going to come from someone who will be able to look you in the eyes later. You know, they'll they'll still have a justification in their head, however warped it is. So, from, right. you know, with this, again, I do think he might have wanted to make another movie 
that was closer to the bone as it were uh and i i think that people might have talked him out of it or been like make it wackier make it kind of more outlandish because now you're just now you're ripping something from the headlines that people are still you know still horrified about um i mean the ariel castro case like those women were in prison for like 10 years you know right and like he brought them out into the backyard people saw him walking women on leashes and we're kind of like oh something weird's going on but then they went back in the basement. <laughs> uh, okay. So I also, and this is this will is my like main critique uh, outside of you know outside of the fact that I think it it could have gone that other route and been truly horrifying, possibly something I wouldn't have been able to sit through. Uh, is that. It does kind of, with the, the title implication, barbarian, you know, things being at their base level, it's like base level is men rape, women want babies, you know, <laughs> where she's like obsessed with everyone being her baby and feeding them and caring for them, this like deformed yeah. woman in the basement. And I was like, all right. Just to, just to fully like close the loop here, like then we have this this other, you know, flashback, which again, I enjoyed, I, like I liked how this played out. But, you know, as you said, it's like this this guy who is literally stalking and kidnapping women, raping them, keeping them forever in the basement until he murders them, has sex with their children and murders them conceivably. Right. And then, you know, it's like continuing to the point where he now has this like such an inbred child that it is which all right is is already getting like eye roll right right <laughs> that you know is she's like nine feet tall and uh you know made of like iron <laughs> and also is totally content to just be sitting there all the time because of one vhs about babies and wants a baby yeah because uh, she can get out she seems to be able to roam free so yeah yeah and like that at least or that she's she knows how to get out and and wanders around naked and nobody's seen her i mean like that's when it just starts that's when i start asking questions it's like i you know it's that's when it turns into the the like old old hag equals scary right you know which is dumb which is just boring like that's when it's not scary anymore and i don't care if she's inbred like that's that's not scary. Like, you know, if it had been, you know, at, at least like it would have been more interesting if she had sort of also realized, you know, like that, that there's something better out there for her and maybe she's not so smart and maybe she was terrified of these people that were coming down there and terrified right. of men specifically, which is what I was really hoping yeah. it was going to be about is that she's only ever known abuse at the hands of men. She was too afraid to even approach her father's room when Justin Long stands in front of it. Right. So right. that she would have immediately killed Skarsgård because he was a guy it would have made sense, but then kept the woman in a cage. Cause that's where women go. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there would have, there should have been more of that consistency. And instead it becomes this thing about babies, which like, who gives, I know. <laughs> you know? And, and so like, then, you know, yes, in the end it's about her, like, you know, preferring Tess and saving Tess, but, that just got that's when it got really hokey i thought at that point you know that's when it's just it's just to to be silly and they're just coming up with different twists to, to yeah know, it just because that's when it it went from you know it almost had that like slasher movie quality where the 
the bad guy is almost inhuman and is showing up in places that, you know, that is walking faster than everybody else and getting through places that nobody else can. And it had that instead of like, yeah, I, I agree. I actually hadn't really thought of that direction to go with it. But yes, if this was like a, a more pitiable monster, you know, someone where you're like, yeah, dude, what else would she know? Yeah. But that's the thing. Wouldn't, why, why isn't she like, that's, that's like at the end of the day, that's the thing that's like really killing me is that again, like, so, so you're saying that if somebody has been raped their entire life, they're a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously that's not what this movie is saying. Right. Right. But I'm not going to, that's what, that would be a really bad faith reading. But at the same time, like there really isn't much else there. I mean, like it's kind of the only conclusion that you can draw because she isn't sympathetic and, and, okay, she has this one last good deed, but then they play it off as if, as if it's some sort of like, you know, womanly virtue. Like this is just like the, she has to, it's her base desire to right. save baby or whatever, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, then it, yeah, you know, to me, it just sort of, it, it cheapens everything else. It's like all of this great innuendo, as we mentioned, like there are things that are really scary here, you know, about the dynamics that get set up and then they just all kind of fall down into dust. And yeah, it just made me be like, why didn't you get like one other woman to write this script with you? Right. Right. You know, like men, get a woman to write. <laughs> just in general. Just in or general. Just, you know, proofread it or something. I mean, like, you know, like, because there's so much stuff that's, that's creepy here that doesn't even get explored. And <laughs> or, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I would love to hear from somebody who thought the second half was scarier than the first half. To me, the first half was terrifying. Like, up until the, Justin Long, right. I was like, I had to like start looking away. Like, you know, at the point in which like somebody's eyes get gouged out with nails at the end of the film, not that scary. Right. No, <laughs> Creepy. no, I agree. Yeah. Uncomfortable, but right. not scary. Gross, but not. Yeah. I kept, especially it's like the deeper they go into this, you know, I still was kind of like, I think little Billy is part of it. I think he's like luring her deeper into the basement. Yeah. Um, and as I also texted you, he's cute and all, but he he couldn't get me to walk into a tunnel in a in a house oh, I'm renting. No. Like, no. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. What did I just say about claustrophobia? I did love her like crying as she was going down there. I, I was right. like, like that was so that was realistic. It's like if you're gonna be the type of person that goes down there, that is exactly how you will be going down there. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I sort of enjoyed and rolled my eyes at some of the literary stuff, which I can do. I can enjoy and also think it's kind of silly. But, you know, she's got Jane Eyre in her in her bag. Um, Her name's Tess. Tess of the Ubervilles is a pretty famous rape victim for any of you literary (laughs) non-literaries out there. Uh, Even Barbary, even being on the street named Barbary, that's not necessarily literal, uh, literary, but historical. Um, So, like, I, I kind of like liked these little details. And I didn't notice any of that. Oh, (laughs) not even the Jane Eyre one. The test. Think about it. The test might be reaching for sure, but I've no. You're probably right. And I've used the name Tess in stuff for like to already being like well this is kind of a victimized person i'm gonna call her tess because that's tess of the ubervilles is kind of you know continuously put upon so i 
I do, I, again, it's like, I think this movie paid a lot of attention to detail and did some really interesting things. And I did like it. I liked it overall. I even liked the creature feature part. I just, I think some of the, I'm with you where it's like, I think some of the subtext just should have been, been removed. I don't think we, if you're going to go this weird, like, women always have to be alert. Women can never be fully comfortable or fully trust people and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's kind of a, a, you know, a propelling force in this movie. Then you kind of have to do something that ties in with that. And this, I just kind of thought it was like, well, here's another monster and he made a monster. And now this monster is here, I guess. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just don't bring up this stuff if you're not going to follow through because this stuff is scarier. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's like when movies invoke a scare or like a better film right. halfway through the film and you're like, don't show that. Like, you can't even stand up to this. I don't even know why you're you're bringing this up in my mind because yeah. now I'm just comparing it I'm like, oh, to like this much movie. better movie. And and like, that's kind of how I felt about that. Like, this was fun. As you said, I, I enjoy this. I had fun seeing it. I, I would re- I've recommended it to a couple people after I saw it, especially for the all, everyone I know who lives in Detroit. I was like, here you go. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just it it you know that 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 stuff annoyed me, and it's funny. So you know, I was actually talking to Dan earlier today, and he was complaining about I think X, which I haven't seen. I think oh, you yeah. saw that. I did. I was not. And I don't want to, I won't speak for Dan and maybe we can have him on and you guys can talk about X a bit, or we can talk about this in a, in a larger context, but he was talking about how he hates movies. I, that he and I had sort of in the chat had kind of mentioned uh, our issues with X. And I know that he was like, yeah, it kind of looked like something where it's just like, Hey, look, these old people are naked and having sex. Isn't that scary? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. That is. Well, so the thing he was saying was annoying him is that he hates movies that pretend to have something on their mind and like allude to all of this stuff and just don't have, are just totally, it's all just pretense. Right. You know, and like that it's all arty and artful arts, like, you know, hereditary Hmm. in midsummer and like it's shot beautifully and this sort of, it's the elevated horror problem. Right. And he's like, I hate when they have all this, like, you know, this visual pretense and then it, they follow it up with absolutely nothing. It's funny because I thought this movie was sort of slightly the opposite in a way, because what annoyed me about Barbarian is it has all these kernels of really great ideas that that are meant to sort of signify something larger. And then it just backs out of them to go into just horror, you know, like yeah, to go into creature feature. It's funny because I... I don't know if I would necessarily, I don't think I would refer to this as an elevated horror movie. And no. part of that is also because, you know, my issue with elevated horror. Um, and I liked this more than I like most of most of the ones who do or do pretend they have something to say. I don't know if I necessarily felt like X went that route as much as I think that like, for me, X was all ambiance, you know, style over substance, uh, which I guess is kind of what Dan is saying. Um, but it, to me, it didn't seem like it was trying to say anything as much as it just, it, it just didn't have anything that was that scary or interesting in it. And it had a lot of sensationalism, which is funny because right before I saw it, we had been talking about 
movies just being spectacle or movies that are just spectacle. And I had made a pretty bold claim of like, I, I want nothing but spectacle. I don't want dialogue. I don't want characters. I want nothing but spectacle. And then I watched X and I was like, oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay. So I got nothing but spectacle and I was sort of bored the entire time. So uh, I guess I do want more than that. But I do with Barbarian, I kind of think it's um, – I just I enjoyed it and I I did like it. I almost think it shouldn't have it shouldn't have even pretended it was going to have some something to say as as Dan put it. Uh especially with the Justin Long character. I kind of thought even if they didn't make him a rapist, even if they didn't have this whole me too storyline going on, I think they could have just had this dude coming into town and checking on his rental property. And I think all the other like gender dynamic stuff in it would have sat better with me. Uh, Yeah. You know, I thought that one. So here's, here's like the, (laughs) the ongoing issue, right. With, you know, sexual assault and claims of it, or, you know, believing women or not believing women or whatever it is. The culture has kind of become now. It's like, well, men, you have to be careful. Like, you guys have to be careful that you're not going to be accused of something. And instead of it being, instead of the culture being like, well, men, maybe you need to, like, double check that someone's consenting. Or maybe you need to, like, take a step back and see if you are in a position of power over someone. And if they really, truly can consent freely, you know, it just kind of turned into, like, boys, you got to watch out because you might get accused and you might get you know the finger pointed at you Um, right the horror of accusation not even an act right yeah (laughs) not even of being caught it's the horror of accusation yeah so I liked that they had a scene of him talking to his bro and kind of admitting that he was persistent but again I felt like that was kind of undone by the time that they you know he sees Frank the the guy who's kidnapping women and keeping them in his basement. That kind of felt like it unraveled it a bit because then he's like, oh, you're a monster. You're, you know, it's like, well, I don't I, I don't know. I feel like that wasn't. It, it didn't come together. I mean, like the, the pieces are there. The players are there. It just didn't really add up to much. Like I like I agree with you. Like it's just, you know, he could have just been a guy going through a divorce. And I think that you actually would have gotten just as much about his misogyny out of him without being explicit about him being a rapist. Yeah. You could still have him. Like, I feel like the movie even gave him enough wiggle room to potentially not be, he was just persistent. He wasn't a rape, you know, like there, there's this degree of, you know, you're not sure if he's good or bad up until, that that final scene where he like literally he uses Tess her, as yeah. a human shield, which was also pretty stupid and silly. I, I feel like there's other ways that, that 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 reaction could have gone through without being like that overt, but Yeah. Yeah, right. He even like literally says it out loud. I think if he if he was like trying to save her and then like decided to let go at the last minute so he could run away, would have been Yeah. yeah. It would have been scarier. It would have been more dramatic. It would have felt like a real betrayal as opposed to this like cartoonish version of himself. But yeah, I don't know. There's just so much to me at the end of the day. It's like it makes the filmmakers look bad to throw in this much stuff 
and have none of it resolve. Right. <laughs> you know, like I just, it, it's just bad writing, which isn't to say it's not a good movie because it's fun. It's engaging. I didn't, I wasn't bored throughout any of this movie, but like when I left, I was like, really? Like, okay, it was fine. It was fun. Right. But really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. And I think I probably liked it a little more than you, um, but on the same note, have a lot of the same critiques. One of my big issues with elevated horror uh, is, and again, I don't think this is, but that sort of feeling is there, that horror has always been something that's explored what is going on and what our fears are and what, and it's a way to bring our fears to the surface and we kind of deal with them in a compartmentalized way. And with elevated horror, a lot of times I feel like everything's, instead of things being sort of sublimated through, you know, bizarre kind of creatures or this, that it's a little bit more on the surface. And so I'd kind of thought barbarian was going to be a little bit more on the surface but then it went in a different direction and for me it didn't go it didn't go in the horror direction for where like where the kernels of it started and again it's like i i do think i do think he probably wanted to make something different i do think he wanted to make something that would have been like you know <laughs> closer to martyrs and it just i do think that there might be some good ideas that male filmmakers want to make and people nowadays are going like, you can't do that. It's it's too, you're going to get labeled misogynistic and this and that. Then bring in a woman. Then have a right. woman help you with it. And you can at least deflect some of that. Like no matter what you do, there's going to be someone who's like, I didn't like that. I thought this was sexist or this was racist or blah, blah, blah. But if you, you at least have these people on the team giving input, A, I think you'll have richer stories out of it for sure. And B, you can kind of mine a deeper level of horror. So this did kind of seem, I'm trying to think of what other movie, what movie I saw kind of recently. And I was like, Oh my God, this is just like, this is just like straight guy, straight guy t tries to like tell girls what is scary. But I can't think of it now. Cause I've seen a lot of movies lately. <laughs> I'll think of it later. So what I'm, what I'm getting is that Zach, we know you've been listening this entire time <laughs> and you need to hire Veronica oh, right, yeah. to co-write your next horror movie. Because I... you, there's fun shit here. There's fun shit. Yeah. And I'm all for that. You know, I also want to like point out just because you brought up this idea about like sexism and, and uh, writing or people being accused of sexism. And there's this like attitude about how, oh, this could be made today. It couldn't be made today. I can be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm not against showing like, you know, some horrendously sexist uh, character who's going around murdering women. like as long as there's a, a, a story behind this that has something interesting to say, if all you have to say uh, is that, you know, it's really fun to murder women, then yeah, that's <laughs> we already not. know that yeah, we know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's nothing really that interesting or new about that. Whereas like, you know, even martyrs, which I haven't seen, but going off of your article that gets commented on all the time on mm -hmm. back row, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's clear from your article to me that there's more to this movie than than just like we're skinning a woman, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right. There, it, you know, there's all of these these movies that are well known and famous and, and infamous are movies that have more to say. You know, like Cello has more to say 
than just like let's torture a bunch of teens or whatever yeah and even something like martyrs which i have i both agree with and defend against the charges of misogyny uh because i again it's like we're all sort of from the same culture and sometimes people are they don't realize how much they've internalized something uh, so I don't necessarily think that was the point, but I do think it's there. On that same note, it's, it isn't a fun movie, you know? And I think also that might have been what swayed Barbarian in the other way, is that he might have also been like, well, I want it to be fun. I want it to be like a good, f- fun summer horror movie. And Martyrs isn't something... I don't know if I could have sat there and had a margarita and watched Martyrs, you know? <laughs> I would have been like, oh my God. Like, I watched Martyrs on my laptop and it upset me for like days, you know? So it's. I, I think- saw Hellraiser 2 in theaters with a friend and like he like crunched into a chicken sandwich the second that like the character, like, like Pinhead is like crunching back <laughs> like, into yeah. form. Right. And it was like, the- I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> it's 4D. <laughs> no, like, but totally. I totally, I, I feel you. I, I should say, and this is a little bit of a departure from what we're talking about, uh, but I have to give a nod to Richard Brake, who was Frank, the, you know, the guy who's kidnapping and keeping women in cages or whatever he's doing, which again, we don't actually see. We kind of get an idea uh, I but- like that. I will just point out, I really like that we don't see what's happening because it was much scarier to imagine. Sure, especially like seeing cages. Forget it. I yeah, I can't handle. <laughs> like, I get claustrophobic in my big apartment, you know. So cages, forget it. Uh, <laughs> but he's so good. He's just he's, and I thought he was fine in this. You know, he's he's very good in this. He he didn't have much to do. He comes across as creepy and imposing, which is, you know, he's also a big dude. So that's kind of, that's easier to do. Um, He doesn't say much. He's kind of quiet and grumbly. Uh, But he was in this really terrible Rob Zombie movie, 31, which also gets commented on. So many comments. So many angry 14-year-olds. Somebody called me a piece of shot. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) All right. Uh, but he's plays this character in that doom head. And honestly, a lot of that movie has t- t- clowny overacting and like over the top sort of, you know, the Rob Zombie style of maniacs kind of shrieking, you know, I'm going to make you my fuck bag. And he even Malcolm McDowell, who, you know, I love Jen and I both love Malcolm McDowell. Even he I was kind of like, all right, OK, tone it down. He at least seems like he's having fun. But Richard Brake, really, he delivers these monologues and has these moments where you're like, this dude is a psycho and not a Rob Zombie shrieking psycho. Like, you know, the same that he could be this guy. He could be Frank. He could be someone who you just find out years later was you know keeping people in his basement and you're like oh really he was such a quiet guy right Uh, so and i thought you know that's really that's there's there is a like that robert mitchum sort of style to his acting where it kind of doesn't seem like he's doing much but he has such an emotive a blankly emotive face i don't even really know how to put it that like he just kind of puts you on edge uh so i do i don't recommend 31 
but I do recommend his performance in it. So whatever goes, you can see it. I don't care. <laughs> Man, you know, you can waste your time. It really no skin off my ass. But I didn't. He was he was as good in this as he could be because he wasn't doing much. We saw him because we don't see he's the real monster and we don't really see what he's doing, which, again, is fine. You know, that's it's it is always scarier. We can figure it out. <laughs> we know then. I mean, but even that it's like I the more I think about it, it's like, you know, the the real horror there was the fact that he got to live his life out. Old, like long and, and happy you know and like th- we get that it's in the movie it's right. just not like that that isn't touched upon yeah really. I, I guess question mark on the happy because also at some point he's like a really crippled old man lying in his own well he's a miserable piece of shit but subterranean yeah. but he got everything he wanted right well and see now hey again this is you know baby's something that would have been good to touch on is like, cause I, I still don't think he would be happy. He gets everything he wants and he's still not happy, which is kind of right. like a boy thing. Right. You know, it's like you get to, you get to literally control other people and you're still not happy. You get to like, you get to fulfill all your sick fantasies. I just read this book about Gerald Gallego. He was a serial killer in the seventies uh, in sort of central California, Sacramento area. He got a, a lot of, he moved around um, and he had a wife who kind of helped him like p- procure these young ladies. Uh, and it's a really, it was true love. I know, right? It's called Sins, Sins of His Father. And it was a really good book. I, you know, read it in a couple of days because it was just a very interesting case. And one of the big things is like, you know, he has these, these sick desires, these, you know, and after he, he's like happy for a minute after he rapes and murders. And then it's like, I got to do this again. I got to do this again. And it like, he's crawling out of his skin. Uh, and so it is kind of that, that to me is sort of an interesting piece where you kind of go like, well, what is happiness? Right? Well, he gets everything he wants, but like he can never be satiated. You know, there, there yeah. really can never be a happiness here. That, see, we could have had that in this movie. Right. Like, we could have had that. It could have been, like, like one or two lines, you know? Like, when he finds those those tapes. And, like, the guy could have just been like, ah, oh, it's never as good the second time around. You know what I mean? It right. could have been a throwaway line. Right. You know? It, like it, And like, Richard Brake could do it so well. He would have delivered that so line. It well. would have, like, you know brought tears to your eyes even though you're right this could have been his one moment to bond with another man and even if the other man is like horrified right you know like i I, this guy don't you think he would have thought of like oh this is like i'm i know i'm dying and i'm gonna probably kill this guy so i may as well just tell him whatever the hell i want you know what i mean like like there's so much (laughs) he does that the opening scene of 31 is him like delivering a monologue to someone that he's about to kill and he's just like so over it and he's so tired of you know he's this is a job for him at this point and he's like but i keep doing it because i guess i do love it you know and it's like it is you're almost like pitying him and then scared of him because you don't know exactly what's going on at first you just think it's someone complaining about their job (laughs) and you're like oh okay uh so it's you know the compulsion of something never being that's that's an ocd thing too right it's like it doesn't matter if you satisfy the ocd's requirements it doesn't make it better uh so to have like 
compulsion never being never being satisfied is an interesting I also and this is completely throwaway and you can you know edit this out because it isn't really important but in the trailers you know they have clips of like the breastfeeding video you hear the woman talking like this can become a pleasurable experience and I knew it was going to be something else like I knew it wasn't I knew it was going to be a workout tape or you know I I knew it wasn't going to be what I was thinking but when I did think it was going to be like a story of a woman being trapped in a basement and kind of forced into some weird cult or some weird sort of like breeding experiment. I wanted it to be a tape that was made for that purpose because that always kind of freaks me out when there's like an industry behind. Oh, yeah. Like the scariest part to me in Hostel is after the uh, the guy who survives, I can't remember the character's name, escapes he sees that like someone comes to clean the rooms. There's a locker room. Somebody's staffing it. Somebody's cutting up the bodies. And you're like, oh boy, this is people show up here to go to work. You know, like that's a freakier right. thing to me than just some lone weirdo doing something in his basement. Uh, so I, I already knew that going in. I didn't think like, oh yeah, this is going to be a tape she has to watch, and it's going to be a woman who's like, welcome to the breeding program. You get little Billy. Uh, so <laughs> cool. Let's do it. But I like, all right. Yeah, right. Sure. Do I have to like breed, breed, or can we just have sex? Oh, oh boy. All right. <laughs> Alexander's shoulders are so big. At least if I had to breed with little Billy, like his kids probably come out like like tapeworms, you know. So live. I, I just. <laughs> I love you, little Billy. I love I love that we were like men are so horrible in how they objectify women and then we're like but that little Billy eh? no 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 I just said the rape and the murder part I you know objectifying is kind of I've it's it's fucked up obviously uh, but I do kind of think it's, it's something human. that yeah yeah I just think like so much of the world has been built for men that we don't and I think it's changing now that certainly women are getting more of a chance to objectify dudes. Um, if you watch movies from like, I watched this Elliot Gould movie from the seventies and he has hair on his back and he's got it like a unibrow and he like, Ugh, I can't even believe we pointed a camera at him. Like at least nowadays, like, you... <laughs> no, really? Ew, you can have, I him. mean, you know, he's charming. I guess he's ugh, not, not my type. Um, not creepy enough. But, you know, at least... He doesn't have that murder in his He doesn't look like a weird China doll come to life. That's what I like in my men. All of this to say, Zach, call Veronica and little Billy call Veronica. Oh, yeah. Little Billy, more importantly, call (laughs) Veronica. I mean, Zach, look, I got a creature feature script that's gotten some good feedback and it's been like official selection and some. Little Billy could definitely play the creature. He's part man part yeah, monster could, but all china doll uh, <laughs> is that racist I don't know. <laughs> no 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 no. he's <laughs> all right all i don't i don't want to say baby doll because he doesn't look like a baby doll he looks like he looks like a doll that's supposed yeah, to you be... know you're talking about like the porcelain head yeah right? yeah, yeah, that's yeah what you're talking that's about what chi- that's what i thought a china doll was <laughs> anyhow <laughs> barbarian see it or don't we liked it. <laughs> I think that should be 
like our tagline for literally everything we do. Which, name of the movie. See it or don't. Okay, that's the name of the episode. See it or <laughs> See don't. See it or don't. We don't With really Jenna care. and Veronica <laughs> signing off. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it enough. I'm going to go see it again if I told Rhiannon that I think she could handle it. But I was kind of going like, I wonder if the unraveling end is enough to soften the like very freaky beginning. I am not sure. Genuinely, you know, because uh, she gets more affected by stuff than than either of us. And I enjoyed it enough that I will, that I certainly recommend it to people. I just if you like this movie so much, not not, not you specifically, our <laughs> if audience. You like this movie so much. If you like this goddamn movie, if you like this movie, tweet at us and and comment on this post on on backdashrow.com. We have a a whole blog. <laughs> we have a specific page for this podcast episode in which you can leave comments. Uh, let us know. I, I would I would love to hear more about what people really loved about this movie. And maybe it is just that you, you know, it's just freaky and that was fun. I mean, like, and that's, that's legit. That's valid. Yeah, I think, I think maybe this is kind of, we're seeing sort of the pendulum swing to the other side, finding a happy medium where, you know, instead of things being super elevated horror and instead of things being like cheap slashery movies, we're kind of having something in the middle where it's like money was obviously put into this movie. Care was put into this movie. Detail is there. Like all the things that you attribute to higher level, so to speak, movies. Uh, but it has more of the visceral effect of a creature feature, a slasher movie, something like that. So I think maybe that's why people liked it. It was horror returning to fun, you know, not trying totally. to be all serious all the time. And and one night in heaven with little Billy. Oh, well, well, well. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need more than one night, but I would take one night. I know. Yeah. <laughs> please get out of here like right in the beginning when she's still like trying to find a hotel and he's like I, there, there's some nuts here uh would you like some nut or some tea you do you want me to make you some tea i was like dude this would be i oh i just want little billy making me stuff in the kitchen i'd be like yeah open that wine let's get crazy <laughs> What'd you say your this name is gonna was? Be what, this is who you kidnap and leave in your basement to cook you, <laughs> wine, to cook you wine and nuts. <laughs> cook me some wine, little Billy. I don't even have a basement. I'll have to just keep him, I guess, in my in closet. Yeah, you've dug. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder when you live in a city. You know, I'll have to like. Yeah, really puts a cramp in your serial <laughs> killing. That's that's what I'm always saying. Man, if I'd lived in a post-apocalyptic wasteland i'd have little billy scars guard see it's funny when we say it because we're women so we're allowed to make jokes about keeping men prisoners.